Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the Psalms of David as we pick up in Psalm chapter 51, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Shall we turn now in our Bibles to Psalm 51? David is surely one of the most outstanding characters of the Old Testament. He was greatly hated and greatly loved. He had the capacity to inspire tremendous emotions in people on both ends of the spectrum. He's always talking about his enemies that are trying to do him in. But yet, there was a great number of people who'd really followed David with great devotion. David was called a man after God's own heart. And this appellation was given to David not because he was sinless, but because his heart was always open towards God. Pliable. God could work with David. God could deal with him. When David was wrong, God could deal with him. Inasmuch as none of us are sinless too, it's important that God is able to deal with us when we're in our faults, when we're in our sin. That we be open to the dealings of God. The 51st Psalm has as its background God's dealing with David concerning his sin. For David, one day while on his roof, which over there they have flat roofs and they have their gardens and couches and hammocks and all out on their roofs. As he was walking on his rooftop, he spied over on a neighboring roof a beautiful lady bathing. And the lust of David's flesh got the better of him. He sent a message to her to come on over. She responded. And as the result of their encounter, she became pregnant. David tried to cover it by having her husband come home from the service for a while. But he did not cooperate in that he did not go home to be with his wife during his leave of absence from active duty. So David compounded his sin of adultery by ordering Joab to put the fellow in the place of jeopardy in the battle where he would be sure to be killed. And as a result, he was put to death by the enemy And at this time, Nathan the prophet came to David with the parable in which David was the character only in a different setting. David, there was a man in your kingdom, very wealthy, had all kinds of sheep, goods, possessions, servants. Next door to him, there lived a very poor man who had only one lamb. 
He loved it like his own daughter. It ate at his own table. The rich man had company come. He ordered his servants to by force go at his neighbor's house and take away the lamb by force that they might kill it and feed it to his company. David became angry. He said to Nathan, that man shall surely be put to death. Nathan pointed his finger at David and said, David, you are the man. The application was very clear. David had many wives, concubines, all that a person could desire, and yet he took away the wife, the only wife of his neighbor. And upon hearing this, upon the sense of his own guilt, David wrote this 51st Psalm in which he cries out for mercy. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Justice is getting what you deserve. He's got it coming, that's justice. He hasn't coming, he doesn't get it, that's mercy. And David is crying out now to God for mercy. Have mercy upon me, O God. Not according to the fact that I'm a good guy and I deserve it, but according to thy loving kindness, according to the abundance or the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. David's prayer for forgiveness. Casting himself upon the mercy of God. The Bible teaches us much about God's mercy. He declares that he is a merciful God. He will abundantly pardon. According to the multitude of thy tender mercies, David said, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Now David was trying to hide his guilt, but yet you can't hide it from yourself. And David speaks about his sin being ever before me. I'm ever conscious of my guilt. You can't run from guilt. You can't hide from guilt. It's there. David said, I acknowledge my transgressions. Now you're on the road back. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But I have to be honest with God. I have to confess my sin. I have to acknowledge my transgression if God is going to be able to deal with me. As long as I'm trying to hide my sin, as long as I'm trying to justify myself, and this is one of the things that we are constantly having to deal with in our own lives, is that endeavor to justify our actions. But there isn't forgiveness in justifying your actions. The forgiveness comes when you confess your transgression. I acknowledge my transgression. Good, now God can deal with it. But as long as you're trying to hide it, cover it, excuse it, 
God can't deal with it. So important that we be totally open and honest with God in order that he might deal with the issues of our lives. Then David said, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. God is the one who has established the law. Sin is against the holy law of God, the holy nature of God. Now, if we would look at this, it would seem to us that he had sinned against Uriah, the husband of Bathsheba. It would even seem that he sinned against Bathsheba, inviting her to this kind of a relationship. But David declares against thee, and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Now, if David had been conscious of God and of the fact that God sees, if he had been more conscious of the presence of God, it could very well be he had never gotten into this. I think that we forget that he's right there. Now, we oftentimes do things that suddenly we find that, you know, someone was there and watching and we get so embarrassed because we thought that, you know, nobody knew us or nobody was watching. And, and when we suddenly find someone there, I've had occasions in the past to have to make calls on the homes and sometimes as you, I would be walking up to the front door, I'd hear all kinds of screaming and yelling in the house. And then, you know, you ring the doorbell and you hear a flurry of motion and all, and pretty soon the door is open and they see you and they just, you know. There have been times and I'd never rung the doorbell, I've just gone. I was too embarrassed, I didn't want to embarrass them. You know, they, they say, oh, you know, you know, we didn't know it was you know, start into that kind of stuff. But you see, who am I? Man, I know what it is to yell and get angry. Who am I? What we need to realize is that God is there. In him we live and move and have our being, Paul said. It, we need to become more conscious of the fact that God is with us against thee and thee only have I done this in and done this evil in thy sight. God was watching. God knew all about it. David thought that he had cleverly covered his guilt. After all, Urias has been killed in battle now, so who's gonna object to David taking a pretty young widow into his harem, you know? After all, her husband was killed out fighting David's wars. And David thought he had covered his tracks. But God saw. And when the prophet came to him and said, David, you are the man, David realized that he had not hid anything from God. I've done this evil in your sight. In order that you might be justified when you speak and be clear when you judge. 
Now David confesses actually the nature of sin. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. The hyssop was a little shrub that grows over there in the Holy Land and in Egypt, in those areas. And it was the little bush that they used to sprinkle the blood. When in Egypt they were to sprinkle the blood upon the lintels of the doorpost of the house, they used the hyssop bush in the sprinkling of the blood. And so because it was the little bush that was used to sprinkle the blood, he said, purge me with hyssop. That would be referring to the blood of the sacrifice. And I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. David's concept of God's total and complete forgiveness. And it is important that we also have that same concept of God's total and complete forgiveness. God said in Isaiah, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be as white as wool. Wash me, and I shall be as white as snow. You know, there is nothing in all the world that can remove your guilt complex like just confessing to God and receiving the cleansing and the forgiveness from him. Guilt complex is a weird thing. The guilt complex does create a subconscious desire for punishment. That subconscious desire for punishment is manifested in neurotic behavior patterns. The neurotic behavior patterns are designed to bring punishment to you. You start doing weird things. People say, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing that? That's weird, man. Well, I don't know why I'm doing it. Because it's a subconscious thing. I'm feeling guilty over something, and I need to be punished. And so I am going now into an abnormal behavior that is going to bring disapproval and punishment upon me. And I continue with this neurotic behavior pattern until someone really tells me what a nut I am, how weird and how I, you know, belong ostracized from society or something, and I feel great because they have punished me and I feel a relief of my guilt. But there is nothing in the world like coming to God and letting him wash you and he takes away completely that guilt complex that has been plaguing you. David said, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord. And here's the problem. 
David's getting right down to the issue. Oh, God, create a clean heart within me. Renew a right spirit within me. How easy it is when we feel guilty to start having a wrong spirit, a wrong attitude towards the saints of God and towards God himself because I am feeling guilty. I start sort of closing myself in and my spirit gets wrong, but renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. The wages of sin is death. Spiritual death, separation from God. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. Re remove not or take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with a free spirit, thy free spirit. So the, the prayer for the restoring of the joy of salvation. It's amazing the way sin can just rob you. Unconfessed sin can just rob you of God's joy in your life. There are so many Christians who are borderline Christians. They try to live as close to the world and still be a Christian as they can, and they're always just trying to find out how close that is. Always experimenting, just living on the edge, flirting with the other side. And they have the dilemma of having too much of Christ to be happy in the world, but too much of the world to be happy in Christ. Restore unto me, Lord, the joy of my salvation and uphold me with your free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. In other words, once you've experienced the grace and the goodness of God, then you go out and share it with others. I'll teach transgressors thy ways. Deliver me from blood guiltiness. This is no doubt that being guilty of the blood of Uriah. Actually, David was a conspirator in his murder. Praying now forgiveness from that, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For you don't desire a sacrifice, else I would give it. You don't delight in burnt offerings, but the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and a contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. What God really desires is only your being broken over your sin. God isn't asking or requiring sacrifice. God, you don't want sacrifice, else I would give it, but what you really want is just a broken spirit. Do good in your good pleasure unto Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. And then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with the burnt offering, the whole burnt offering. And then shall they offer the bullocks upon your altar. Psalm 52 is to the chief musician. It's a prayer of David. It's a poem or a song that he wrote when Doeg, the Edomite, came and told Saul and said unto him, David is come to the house of Ahimelech. 
Now David, when he was fleeing from Saul, went up to Bethel, and there he went into the priest, and uh, he asked for some food for he and his men, and the priest said, well, I don't have anything but the showbread, and uh, only the priest was supposed to eat this showbread. It was the bread, 12 loaves, that they put out on the table, each loaf representing one of the tribes of Israel. And it was set out on the table in order that the idea was that God might be constantly reminded of each of the 12 tribes. It was there within the tabernacle on the right-hand side as the priest would enter into the tent. On the right-hand side, there was this table with the 12 loaves of bread. Now, we say loaves of bread, and you picture, you know, the white wonder bread loaf or something. But actually, what they have was, it's a flat bread, and it's, and it's round. Loaves about, oh, 12 inches uh, uh, in diameter. And when they bake it, it may rise about an inch or an inch and a half. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Psalms on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 51 through 52 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today. P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you and watch over you as you go forth in the name of Jesus to bear witness of God's love and God's truth to an indifferent world. May your week be filled with God's blessings as the Lord guides you step by step in the fulfilling of His purpose and His plan that He has for you this week. So God be with you and keep you in your love. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Through the course of the years, you, our radio listeners, have provided us with valuable feedback as to what has impacted you the most, or what has moved you spiritually in your walk with God. So it's with great pleasure that The Word for Today is pleased to offer you a collection of all-time favorites entitled Pastor Chuck Smith's Most Requested Bible Studies. These messages were selected from thousands of studies that were recorded live at Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa over the past 40 years. They represent the very best Bible studies by Pastor Chuck Smith. Every message is dynamic, 
and filled with rich insights as Pastor Chuck expounds upon relevant issues on a variety of topics related to the Christian faith. This series will strengthen and inspire you to diligently study the Word of God and apply it to your life. You can order a copy of Pastor Chuck's most requested Bible studies available on MP3 by calling the Word for Today at 1-800-272-9673 or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org. 